Tuesday, the 5th of December, 2023, just in case you forgot what year it was. Award-winning podcast. Yeah, welcome to this um, award-winning podcast with two award-winning podcast hosts. Um, If you haven't won an award, can't actually talk to me, don't look at me, because guess what? (laughs) I'm better than you. (laughs) No, I'm stoked. I finally won an award. It happened. It's so big. We got so many awards. And by so many, I mean three. Run us through. Run us through. I want to run you through how it went down. The New Zealand Podcast Awards went down last Thursday uh, from 2 p.m. They took place virtually. They took place online. Um, Announcements rolled out. uh, And we... We're in office after releasing the podcast episode on Thursday, and we were looking at the releases, and we were like, oh, yeah, no, nah, there's some good ones in there. Uh, I'll see you guys online tomorrow. Yeah. We all leave. On our drive home, our phones start blowing up. We won awards. Yeah! We were not expecting that. Yeah, we, Evie was, we, totally we were hopeful, were. right? Like, don't I wasn't, get us wrong. We I wasn't were expecting it at all. I'm so surprised. I'm like Anne Hathaway when she got that Oscar. <laughs> and she gets up and she's like, it came true. It was me. That was me. I was Anne Hathaway. <laughs> I loved it. I, no, I genuinely, like, because um, your one came out first and I got so excited. Like, mm. I was driving my car and I was not checking my phone in the car. I had, mm. did actually pull over. And I got so excited because Saul Malo won gold in the Best Pacifica host category. Yeah, I I didn't check any of my messages until I got home. So we'd already won all of the awards that we were going to win when I got home. And oh. I was like, oh, my God, my phone was full. Um, so, yeah, first off, gold uh, in the category for Best Māori or Pacifica, podcast or host. Uh, up next, the podcast. We took bronze for Best New Podcast. And finally, last but not least, our co-host, the illustrious, the award-winning Evie. Walked away with silver for Rising Star. And in my mind, I won gold. (laughs) (laughs) It's the same same to me. It's literally the same to me. It doesn't matter. I I didn't care. Like, I was like, yay. With the amount of people that were submitted for awards, I think just to get up bronze, silver, gold, I mean, it's just such a huge achievement regardless. Oh, my little heart was exploding and mm. I did cry quite a lot mm. because the last award that I won was first in applied math in year 11. So it's really big and now I have an award, I'll shut up about it. But mm. um, thank you, everybody. Yeah. Thank um, you so much for listening to this show and just really grateful. And I'm not going to cry again because I put my makeup <laughs> on, but I'm like very, 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 very happy about it. Yeah, it's one of those things that couldn't be done without you, the listeners, and followers and things like that on social media, our guests. Um, We had a remarkable team behind the scenes who put together the set, um, helped organize us recording all the audio, all the video and things like that, helping us with branding, marketing, so much. So many people put hands in and made this all very light work. Um, we're very grateful to each and everyone who played their part, whether it was listening or, or being on the show. It, it's all meant a lot to us. Um, we're very grateful to be in the position we're in and have this opportunity. Um, and uh, hopefully we do not disappoint 
we continue to to keep the momentum going, right? Yeah, I hope to just continue. You know, as I am a star and I am rising, mm. um, I do continue to continue uh, to rise. Mm. Would be uh, the goal. Um, but now that I can't win any, like, you know, like rising Newcoming, star, like new person yeah, ones, yeah. now I have to get way better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a tough one. It is a tough one. Yeah, I, I, uh, I guess I just gotta keep being just keep slaying all being, day yeah. yeah am I the first white person to take out that category <laughs> do you reckon do you reckon I'm the first but I need to they're like cause you know what I posted about it on Twitter and someone was like did you <laughs> I, just, I knew someone was gonna give someone, you a weird someone ass someone commented comment. and was like I knew it. did you you I was <laughs> did like, you bro yeah man <laughs> yeah I don't think they knew that when they, they gave it to me they probably only just heard my voice probably never watched the clips but hey ta-da thank you so much we appreciate you uh, we still obviously have an episode today life goes on you know we, you don't get a holiday for winning an award yeah you don't even get a trophy it turns nah, out you know <laughs> you, you, just, get you know what you get you get to turn back up on work on Tuesday and keep doing a job you love today on the show illustrious guests Lara and Dahlia all the way from Australia I caught up with her last week while she was here in Aotearoa supporting Kiani Lady. Uh, later on we've got Ray coming through the building very excited about catching up always with always good to have Ray in here with us he's a funny little guy <laughs> funny little guy he's like as tall as me oh, no he's not little he's, like, I, he's gonna I'm, hate that he's I'm gonna very to gonna get so mad <laughs> curious about what he's gonna be wearing because he's always very stylish that's why I dressed up today yeah. oh yeah, yeah, he always he's always got a fit on, and I thought, nah, I can't be, I can't be outshone by him once again mm. for the millionth time. He can't because you are a star. Well, and you are rising. where's this rising star? Award? Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> How about that? Uh, but without further ado, there is some news happening around the Motsu. Why Mirirangi is going to come through and uh, catch us up. There's protest action happening up and down Aotearoa today. If you got stuck in traffic this morning and you're wondering why, uh, there's a few reasons for that. And Why Mirirangi is going to give us a bit of a run through of what's going on this morning. Yes, yeah, so. Did you guys see anyone on the way to work for the protest? Nah, but I think when I left the house, they were just starting in the Bombays. Yeah, yeah. so yeah, it's happening all over the country between like 7am to 9am-ish. I, when I came into work, I saw some tenorangatira flags out there. And basically, Te Pāti Māori have called for like a nationwide protest against some of the government's policies. And they've tried to do it so it coincides with the opening day today. Um... And yeah, these are like policies related to co-governance, te tiriti o waitangi, and yeah, there's a, it's apparently there's a good turnout. There's like a lot of, uh, there's a lot of, I've read, whooping, a lot of whooping, like, a lot of whooping oh, going on today. A lot of waiata, a lot of cheering, it's a peaceful protest, um, but so far, like I didn't have to come on a motorway, so it didn't affect me in terms of traffic. Did it affect you? No. no. Here's a quote from Debbie Ngariwa Pekka. Um, she says, what we have is a government that is doing state-sponsored terrorism to undo everything that we've done to try and live equally, to try and live with dignity, to try and live as peaceful people in Aotearoa. So that's like, that's a huge focus for Te Pāti Māori in terms of like calling this nationwide protest. They're like, they're like, we need to, we need to be heard so that people understand like how we're feeling about this whole, all these new policies and the new government. Yeah, I, I, I think that we're... I wasn't expecting an action day so soon into the new government. I, I mean, know that Te Māori had talked a lot about potentially making action, 
but for it to be the day of a lot of these politicians swearing in, it's huge. I think they called it like yesterday or the day before. Yeah, they were say. like, nah, we're getting out there. If you got a minute, get out there. It'll happen very quickly. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I didn't. I don't know if I just wasn't active enough online over the weekend, but I honestly only read about this last night. Like, I was like, oh, mm. this is happening, like, tomorrow. So I was like, have I been missing? But I have seen, like, little hashtags and stuff going around, and I was like, oh, okay. I just mm. didn't look into these, like, hashtags. But, yeah, quick. They they organised it real quick. This is the thing with Māori is, like, it's pretty... We can we can get a crowd in pretty quick because mm. we all got all these networks. We love connections, so we're just, like... You call one person and then it's just like a ripple effect and you've got a whole bunch of people showing up. <laughs> but you just can't turn up to lunch on time, eh? <sighs> hey, what's going on there? What's yeah. going on? Well, <laughs> as of recording this, uh, we are early hours in the morning so the protest is first taking place. Um, there's been an announcement that the protest in uh, Wellington is going to be making its way to Parliament. Yes. Um, and as of recording this, it's still up for debate whether or not uh, the members of Te Pāti Māori will swear oath mm. or allegiance to uh, the King of England. Uh, as of right now, it's very up in the air. We don't really know. They have, um, I believe Debbie was quoted as just saying, the media will have to wait and see. Yeah, I saw like a yeah. whole, we'll have to wait and see. So I have a question. It's slightly irrelevant. So I mean this. Do we have to, do they have to pledge allegiance to Camilla as well? Like, do you have to be like, oh, I'll well, like, do what Camilla says? I don't think they say it, but in theory, right? Because she's the queen. Yeah. yeah. Somehow. Somehow. Don't even get me started on that. Don't even get me started on that. Probably. Because I'm. I'm you, I mean, you're swearing allegiance to the. To the crown. To the crown. The royals, as it were. Anyway, um, yeah, we'll 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 post some updates on social media if anything significant takes place. Um, but by the time you're probably hearing this, it might be a little old news, but. Getting on with the show. Last week on the show, we were super stacked. We had a ton of guests in, um, but one guest in particular was here in Aotearoa, all the way from Australia on tour with Kiana Lere. That is Lara and Dalio. I managed to catch up with her on Zoom moments before she flew back to, uh, I believe, the next leg of their tour was in Brisbane. Um, and without further ado, our illustrious Lara and Dalio. I, I appreciate you getting up this early after... Uh, essentially a big <laughs> night last night performing uh you were at the studio or was it power station yeah it was the um the studio the venue nice and how yeah. how was that because that the, i looked at some of the videos from it it looked like a great night it was a fire night and like kiana like i was talking to kiana backstage and she was saying like you know meeting your fans and your crowd it's like a reflection of you as an artist so i was like that's dope to like think about like because the people were so fire as well like the crowd was so surprised Supportive. so that's really cool to like see it as like a reflection of you as well now for listeners who may not know too much about you um you mm-hmm. have been around making music for a long time you have to put it lightly had some great successes uh you have a pretty lengthy catalog and so forth yeah. <laughs> um, but talk to us a bit about i suppose just a quick brief run over of how you sort of got into making music and sort of how you got to where you are today yeah, it's actually kind of crazy now that I'm thinking about it. You might actually know the guy that I kind of started things off with, Eddie. Eddie. Oh, wow. Yeah, Eddie on the beat. Like, he was kind of one of the first guys that I was working with in my bedroom. He'd come to Sydney and work with me in my bedroom. That's right. He was based oh. in Australia for a couple of years, yeah. Yeah, there was, like, a period there where he was in Brisbane, I think. But, yeah, mm. he was, like, we, like, did a bunch of singles together. And it was those singles, like one called You Ain't Sorry, that kind of 
picked up on radio locally and like at the time I was a teenager didn't really understand like what was going on when like labels started hitting me or like all of that and like Triple J started playing it and you know in Australia that's kind of how everything kind of picked up for me and like Complex AU like they just started writing about my shit where I didn't even know at the time what all of that meant you know what I mean and things kind of just snowballed from there and I just stayed consistent from from that time and things just kept building to be honest like that's that's what what happened but eddie was like the start of all of that it's crazy that's so cool to hear that because i think it's like um i forget just how influential he was also yeah. in australia because we know of the yeah, artists he's but... done here in new zealand but i think we we, sure. we have a short-term memory with some of his earliest successes especially across the yeah depth. it's um, crazy i ran into him at the studio like the studio that one of my producers who like like we were working in and we ran into eddie like in the kitchen area of the studio i hadn't seen him in like five years it was mm. like bro you were a teenager when i last saw you i'm like that's wild yeah that's awesome. in Sydney, that would be so. that would be really cool to see more music yeah. with the two of you that would be yeah. a pretty special thing 100 um but obviously you just released uh obsessed uh that dropped what was that last friday last week yeah, yeah, yeah. congratulations on the release by the way it's now out it's here how are you feeling now that it's out and the world has been able to listen to it oh my god it's so nice to have like new music out and a record out that for me i wrote a few months ago like i wrote that um as i was coming home from la like literally before i went to the airport it was the last song that i did like i was with ebenezer in in la and it was one of those sessions where like i had already ordered my uber to the airport and he's like just put one more vocal down like we were like going to the very end because like we wanted this song like we knew what we were doing with it um but it's really cool to have a song out in like a short amount of time like now being independent being able to release a song that i just made a few months ago and dropping it now like around the Keanu tour like it's so fire to like be able to do that you know what I'm saying yeah it's a great feeling and feel free not to answer this but I'm curious if you feel more freedom or more pressure now being an independent artist Mm, I think both like I think both they go hand in hand and I kind of like it though there's definitely freedom but now it's like okay when you're independent like it's all on you like every decision, even if you want to, if you want to release, if you don't want to release, what song you want to release, like it's all on you and the success or like the lack of it is kind of on you. Right. But I kind of like that because it's like, there's no one else to blame and no one else like put that onto it's like on me and I'm that kind of person. So like, I'm going to do what I want to do. So I don't have any, I don't have any problem with having that pressure, you know? I I mean, I I think you've, uh, done an incredible job achieving as an independent artist i mean um being on a lineup with kiana lady and uh like we were talking about before the interview started sold out oz um on the yeah. way those are huge um and i was just because i you know i've been watching a lot of your performances online and things like that and i noticed there's this real connect and it's something that i love from our artists here in aotearoa and australia is the performances you really make a show out of your sets yeah. with the dancers and backups and things like that. What's the connection between dancing and music for you? Bruh, so I, I was a dancer firsthand. Like I was a full-time dancer. I was homeschooled in high school, like did full-time dancing. And I went through a few ankle surgeries and like was in a wheelchair when I was in a teenager, like learned how to walk again between 15 and 17. So I'm really tied to dance. Like it was my first form of self-expression. And then once I had gone through those surgeries, I lent on music like a crutch, but I had been playing music since I was three, like instruments, but it was that time 
period when I was going through the surgeries and recovery that I really like lent into music and writing. So like the connection between the two is so strong for me. And like, even from like recording and writing the music, I'm already thinking about like what beats I want in, in the actual production for the live stage. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so interconnected for me from from the writing process to then like how it's delivered on stage and executed by dancers or choreography so intertwined for me yeah how long do you reckon you spend probably like plotting out and choreographing a set for a concert say say like a 30 minute set how how much time do you put into that me and my choreographer Jervis Lavello like he we've been in this for like six plus years together like been doing it before we even had studio like we we would practice it not with a mirror on gravel like real like you know like so we've been working on my car since day dot so it's kind of one of those things that it's built over time and like it isn't like kind of a thing that we when we go into a new set like there's already foundations there because of like how long we've been working he knows what things I like and like we've got like a you know a network of what dancers that I've been working with or whatever so it's it's hard to say like the amount of time we're pretty fast with it though. Like to be completely honest, like probably quite fast. Like we had maybe two dance rehearsals before doing the Kiana tour, which, you know, I think it helps them obviously was a dancer. So it's a bit of a different, yeah, exactly. And I can kind of mix the two at the same time in terms of like doing the vocal, like I'm working on like what vocal um choices I'm making while like the Cory is like happening around me, you know what I'm saying? So the work rate and efficiency can be a bit faster, which is great. <laughs> yeah, you got an incredible work rate by the sounds of it. it, it yeah. it's, love to I see the hustle. Myself, yeah. Um, And I suppose too, one other thing I wanted to know about your live sets and things like that, or I suppose just you in general is fashion seems to be a big part of your uh image yes, and it seems to be something that you're actually very passionate about it's not something you're just yeah. doing to sell it's like no this is something that you love um i suppose how do we talk about fashion for yeah. you is, 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 is there someone that inspires you or yeah i think with fashion it's been such a big part of the music for me too in terms of like I think that's where I found my comfort in myself as an artist, like having looks that I don't know if you've seen the head to toe music video, but having looks that are more masculine and leaning into like the more tomboy energy. And that also comes through in my writing and some verses where I'm coming from a bit more of a masculine or like dominant perspective versus like my verses where I am more feminine and like lighter whatever like and I think that comes to play with like the fashion side of things too and like what I wear when I perform influences how I perform too you know what I'm saying Mm so fashion dance and the music that is like that is like they all coexist for me like you can't have one without the other and I think I find a lot of like my confidence with dance but then also like fashion so yeah well, it all comes together in such an amazing package. Um, you have just completed this leg uh, of Aotearoa with Keane Lede. You're back over in Australia later today for more sets. Um, you've got a sold-out festival on the way. I imagine we're probably getting new music. You've just released the single, Obsessed. Where can fans follow you to stay up to date with everything Lara and Dalio? For sure. I mean, on everything on socials, Instagram, TikTok, it's at Lara and Dalio, L-A-R-A-A-N-D-A-L-L-O. And then same thing for Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube. You know where it's at. Same thing. Yeah. 
So, uh, annually, there is a large gathering of nations around the world. COP. Last year, last time was... Uh, COP. Jump Cop. scare. <laughs> the climate something, something rather. Um, last one was in Paris? Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a big one. And this year is in Dubai, of all great nations. Very interesting place for a climate event. Uh, but what do I know? Pacifica people, uh, we have been frontline on climate change for as long as possible. It is... There, there are very few people in this world that you can tell climate change isn't real to. When you actually have to move your entire home onto stilts because the tide is now just rolling through your town, I mean, you can't really tell that person that... We're talking the islands, we're talking Venice. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if you're going to be like, ah, climate change isn't too real, you're going to tell that to somebody in Kiribati? You're going to go to Tokelau yeah. and be like, nice, made up. Yeah. It's people ankle deep. Outrageous. So Pacific Islanders have always been at the forefront of this argument. We know that if we don't fight this now, we're the first ones who are losing our homes. Everyone else is later down the party. They're late to this one. But we are here first. For the first time, we're on time. Uh, and when it comes to COP28, this is no exception. Bosvika people have turned up in numbers and have done an incredible job. Uh, in particular, with Mana Moana, the uh, spoken word poetry and record... Um, they taking pictures of us in the water. Um, this was put together, poetry written and performed by Audrey Brown Pereira. Um, this was put together by uh, an incredible team of brown creatives, Anonymous. Uh, we're talking uh, 37 Hertz, the production company behind this. DJ Algori, Alfred Ahulele. Uh We've got Rizvan in there. Uh, Monty Collins, graffiti feature. We've got... Oh, man, let me pull up this list. Rizvan, Snare, Sven Eli, Judah Kid, uh, Ilsef, and Snowman. We've got just... I mean, this, this would be a big record if it was just, like, a hip-hop song, but this is one fighting for climate, like, right? Like, this is... Honestly, they're taking pictures of us in the water. When I heard that, just that line, I was like, oh... It's grim. Oof. But it's like, it's it's moving and it's poignant mm. and it's important, but it's oof, you know, oof. Oh, yeah. The the the, the full music video, essentially, um, the full set of visuals is available on Marawana.nz's uh, Instagram page. Watch that and try not to be moved by it. It is mm. powerful. Um, it is an incredible piece of art uh, and a wonderful message. Um, big shout out to Anonymous and the team, 37 Hertz. Um, everyone that was involved in that and to see Basvika culture especially uh, our culture as immigrants to Aotearoa being showcased internationally at an event about climate change very empowering uh, powerful well, empowering 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 uh, and, and beautiful to see so um, shout out to the team behind it Make sure you check it out. It's just astounding. Joining us on the show, uh, one of the earliest guests that uh, came on the Tahi when we first launched, and um, fittingly enough, one of the last guests for the year. Uh, big Afio Mai, no Mai Hari Mai to uh, the illustrious guest today. Ray! That's the Tahi Mai Kahi. Thanks for having me in. Nice to come see you guys. We were um, talking about earlier in the show, we were wondering what kind of fit you were going to wear today. Exactly. Um, but we were all coming to the conclusion that it was going to be good. <laughs> 
yeah. I'm glad I didn't underdress that. You didn't I mean, disappoint, I'm like, dude. I'm casual, but I'm also funky. I actually got like five compliments just work, walking through the office Ooh. on this fit already. So yeah, I'm now one thing I love about working here, if I wear a fun outfit, everyone's like, oh my God, like yeah, love that. I'm like, oh my God, me? Yeah, you want to be in a workplace that hypes you up when you're working, yeah. wearing something different, not the, oh my God, what, is that? what are they wearing? Like, are they Ooh. wearing that to work today? None of that. I get no compliments <laughs> on my outfit, which is starting <sighs> to make me feel a little insecure. About I, I've, I've Everyone goes, outfits. you dress nice, but I never get the, oh, that's a nice fit. I usually <laughs> just get like the, you know, you don't dress bad. Are you dressed, you do dress nice. See, it's yeah, exactly, that's exactly what I get. Yeah, 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 but you do dress nice. Yeah, yeah, Your yeah, outfit yeah. compliments the um tam, the tato. Which is great, and that's that's all part of the it's, that's all part of the look. That's like not sort of part of the outfit. Every time I bring them out, <laughs> and we get like every time I bring these puppies out, and we yeah. post on TikTok, somebody's like, "He's not sound." Like, <laughs> nah, I did this for fun, dude. <laughs> I'm just like, nah, yo, yo, nah. Everyone just gets them. They're just like a fun accessory. Like, <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to be in excruciating pain yeah. for like three days straight in a row or however long it took to get them yeah yeah <laughs> it was about that three days well, uh, three days no it was nine nine days nine <laughs> yeah that's yeah. mighty bro hopefully I never have to do that again <laughs> but hey um, you know we're coming up on the end of the year you've had a very busy year as you usually do one of the hardest working artists I've seen that's right um, mighty hard how do you feel about this year ooh yes I have been having some uh, end of year thoughts about how it's gone yeah, mixed mixed feelings. I've I've had a fun year. I've had a great year. I did a whole Matariki tour all around the country. I um went to Indigenous Music Summit in Canada and performed over in Canada a couple of times. Um, I released a bunch of music that I love. Um, I was doing a single every six weeks this year, um, which was cool. But um, yeah, it was also kind of like a challenge in itself trying to like keep up with all of those deadlines amidst all the shows and everything that I do. Um, so yeah, I feel like maybe with that, maybe those deadlines put a bit of extra pressure on me and maybe I wasn't like in the most creative space since I was in a bit of a, maybe in a bit of a rush to get, to keep on top of everything. So, um, yeah, we're all like, I'll probably make a little, a few changes for next year and the, the release schedule for next year just to, um, align a bit more with, um, yeah, how to, how to allow me to be the best me I can be. What does a break look like for you? Ooh. Because, like, I imagine you, you love live performing and you love releasing music. Yeah. So, like, it, like is there, like, a is it, like, a, a happy place you go to on a daily thing or is there, like, an actual, like, you take a physical break? Uh, yeah, like, I, I do, like, I do little things for myself and for my own mental health. Like, I sauna a lot, I work out a lot, I um, uh, meditate and stuff like that when I can um, and just hang, hang with friends and whanau, that old thing. Um, but it's funny, like, if I try and take a holiday, I always, like, end up, like, um, kind of working as well. Like, I'm going to um, uh, Rarotonga in the weekend for a few days, which was supposed to just be a holiday. And then yesterday I ended up just booking a last-minute gig. Oh. <laughs> I was, like, was going to say, you're like, I'm going to have a break. I'm like, right, so you release a single every eight weeks. Yeah, year, yeah, pretty much. That's literally what I'm thinking. <laughs> like, once every two months, that's better. I think that's better. <laughs> I suppose it covers the bill, though, eh? If you, yeah. like, do, like, one or two gigs while you're on holiday. Like, yeah, exactly. And then it's like... A business expense. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Claim some tax on that. Well, however, yeah. however much I can claim, I'll talk to my accountant, make sure I'm make sure I'm doing everything good. Got to keep the tax man happy. That's my that's my number one advice for any artists out there. Pay your taxes. That's really good advice. <laughs> that's um, good advice. My advice of the day was um, pay your phone bill. Um, that's also a good because advice. then you might get in a situation where you can't get a payment plan at the dentist. And now what? You don't want to get in bad credit. And you don't that. want to. When was that's the last right. time you went to the dentist? 
That is such a personal. <laughs> that is fully personal. Like, luckily, that's okay for me because I do go to the dentist regularly. I'm nice. there every six months to nine months. So I was there like about three weeks ago. Or oh, the, yeah, that, those music and my is healthy. Close up, close up on that. Punch that. in. Thank you, Granny, for paying for my braces when I was 18. Appreciate it. Um, tell us about your latest track, Summer, Song of the Summer. Song of the is Summer. Is it Song of the Summer? <laughs> is it Song of the Summer? Yes. Yeah. You heard it here first. Tioi, Song of the Summer. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fun little tune. It's an Afro reggae pop kind of thing. Bilingual vibes. Um, I really like it. It makes me want to cunny cunny. It's called Tioi. Tioi means to sway. Kind of sway like that. Yeah, that's right. Where's your, where's your sway at, bro? Yeah. <laughs> We're all doing it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's a little bit of a fun, flirty tune. It's also about a new kind of romance as well. Mm. Um, yeah. Ooh, that's right. <laughs> More swing. Um, and yeah, hopefully people like it. Seem, people seem to like it so far, so that's cool. Is there a topic of music you want to touch on? Like, like a musically? Like you know, like a you know, you have your, you have your music about relationships and mm-hmm. um, whether that's love found or love lost or something like that. Is there something or a story that you'd love to be able to tell through music that you haven't done already? Yeah, good question. Like most of the time, I'm just singing about whatever I'm, whatever I've gone through, whatever I'm going through. It's usually just lyrics that I'm coming up with because that's how I'm feeling at the time. Um, so yeah, like I guess. As I keep growing and I keep living, different things are going to inspire me to write different tunes. Mm. But uh, I think it's also a powerful skill to just like feel, you know, sometimes what everyone else is feeling mm. and put that into music and, um, and you know, make that a thing. So, yeah, I guess as a, as a pop writer, you know, hip-hop, R&B, pop writer, like it's always kind of the goal to like capture the universal feeling. Like and not just sing for yourself, not just write lyrics for yourself, but write lyrics for everyone. Mm. So... Um, yeah, I guess when I'm writing, I'm writing personally, but I'm also trying to make it universal at the same time. Mm. So, um, hopefully we'll continue to do that. I don't think anyone can listen to this record and not want to dance. So. Uh, hopefully. I like when we call songs records, eh? Yeah, I just made yeah, this record. Yeah. I got told yeah. off of that, because uh, we were talking about it, we were like, do young people still call music records? Like, yeah. you know, we're like almost phasing out of that era of yeah. like... Nobody calls them tapes. Well, also, like, we just talk about music so much. I'm finding I'm like track, hit, whatever. I've never like churn. song. Like, because you just run out of stuff. That's so, all right. my law love saying record. Yeah. I like saying track. And then I have pretty much said to everyone who's had an album this year that it was the best album of the year. Because oh, wow. every time I hear a new album, I'm like, oh, that's the best album of the year. And then two weeks later, someone else comes and I'm like, oh, Best album of the year. This, this oh, well, you're, you're you're easily excitable, which yeah. is which is also a good thing. Uh, I think so. <laughs> but this year, this year's, there's been so much good local music. Like That's this right. year in particular is like I feel like we've slowly like artists are getting more and more comfortable and confident in their art, and we've mm. got so many good young people coming through. Like this year's been like a great like I couldn't tell you my favorite album of the year. I think I just had to be like, here's like five of my favorite for the year because there's been so much good stuff I suppose in saying that are there any records that you'd or projects that you'd consider some of your favourites of the year yeah we're talking about like singles or like EPs singles albums whatever it may be yeah um yeah it's funny I do get asked this a bit on here and then I always have a mind blank as soon as you ask me (laughs) but if I look through my Spotify like then I'll come up with a few Mm. things but I like what um Tawas has been doing 
Um, also, a couple of Jackson Owen tunes have really oh. been jamming as well. Um, yeah, it's quite... And that Stan Walker tune that just dropped is dope. Like, Oh, the yeah, I like, Am one? Yeah. Oh, like, man. It's, just, it's cool how many, like... Uh, like how it's how it's more of a it's more of an acceptable thing now to be like a solo wahine or tane artist like i feel like it used to be a bit weird in aotearoa to be a solo artist you'd get a bit yeah. more like i've always felt like it's easier to be bands in this country because like you know i don't know aotearoa tall poppy syndrome mm. you, it's easier to get behind a group of people rather than one person because it's person. like what does this person think he's pretty hot just standing up there by himself on the mic but like I feel like that's less of a thing now that mm. there's so many more solo artists doing amazing music and doing amazing things. So um, yeah, it's quite I feel honored and inspired to be um yeah releasing music with my peers and all pushing each other creatively and all pushing each other to release better and better music because like you say everyone's been doing so so well this year. So um yeah, it's exciting to see what the future holds. Yeah, I'm excited for next year. Yeah. Like I think just with all the music that came out this year, it was just like. Fuck these young new artists, man! Mm-hmm. They're so they're so exciting. Like yep. I just lo- I love their passion, and I love seeing them come up under some of these other artists, like being inspired by. That's right. Um, sort of like even like your generation of musicians are so inspiring to young people. Uncle Ray, yeah, generation. Matua, That's right. Um, yeah. Mm. How old do you think is uh, old enough to be called Matua or um, Fire? I've already been. I already get called Matua. It's like it's not just like an age thing. It's also like a like you say a generational thing so mm. it's like if someone's a bit like a little bit younger than me or like a different level of music than me or a different different stage of their career then they can call me Matsuwa it's more more about that yeah generational thing but um yeah I'm turning 30 next month so I guess that's also like a bit of a definite Matsuwa stage yeah, for me yeah it's like a, start to move from the rangatahi realm <laughs> to the to the <laughs> pakeke realm the adult realm and that's fine I'm growing as a person and I'm uh, getting happier and yeah, getting old is all good. I heard uh, 30s and 40s are like the best years of your life. Or yeah, like me I'm too. Really people keep saying my 30s. It. I think people might actually finally take me seriously. And if someone <laughs> tells me what to do, I'll be like, I'm a 30 year old woman. Exactly. You can't mm. say shit to me. Mm. I can't wait to do that. Yeah, but, I, uh, I have a tough thing where, like, in Samoan culture, you're a child till you're married. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever go to a White Sunday, you'll see, like, some older guys up on stage performing with the kids because they're, like, Still a child because they're True. unmarried. Yeah, interesting. You, yeah, you better so. sort your life out there, next. Sort my life out. <laughs> Holy shit! Get onto it. Oh, There's man. a matzo today. He's got some matzo. Um, we've talked before about like when people hit 30 a lot of the time they find some like weird you like niche hobby like fishing or like bouldering Ooh. or like race car driving that's good chat what do you reckon yours is gonna be can you anticipate it bouldering yeah bouldering you gonna be a bouldering guy that looks shoes <laughs> I've actually already got my own uh, climbing shoes I already do a bit of rock climbing and bouldering oh so. there we go man catch him over yeah, we summer got, just like that's right up, oh, shit, a, coming, to a, coming to a rock near you today <laughs> Yeah, we got a bouldering wall at the studio, eh? Like, um, Sick! It's, like, built just on the deck of the studio. It's, like, a three, four-meter-high bouldering wall, so we have a play on there, like, when we need a break <laughs> from the studio. Man, our studio is so good, like, so cool now. It's a cog studio out in Titirangi. There's a sauna out there. There's a spa. There's a rock climbing wall. There's the bush. They've got some kittens now. Oh! So it's just, like, heaven. I don't, I'll have I don't, to pop through. Yeah, oh, you have to will. pop around, look around the corner. <laughs> I thought Eddie's studio was flash because it had a kitchen. <laughs> yeah, what's up? What's up, Eddie? Where's your, where's your bouldering wall, Eddie? Yeah. Where's the bouldering wall, man? That's a tough feat to climb. 
I see what you did there. Um, other than climbing rocks, what are the other plans for the summer? Where's the gigs this summer? I bet, I bet, I'm going to guess you got like 30. you got like 30, yeah. 40 gigs between now and like the end of February. Not quite that much. Okay. But um, yeah, it's funny, eh? like as musicians, we work hard all year round just to work hard over summer and be booked over summer when everyone else is relaxing and holidaying. So yeah, I'm blessed to have lots of gigs this year. It's probably my uh, busiest festival season since 2019, 2020, which was like good mood era. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about that. I'm playing at Alm, I'm playing at Soundsplash, I'm playing at Festival of Lights in Taranaki, I'm playing at Electric Avenue in Christchurch. Um, playing WOMAD in Taranaki, which I'm also very excited about because I've heard great things about that festival. Yeah. Um, and yeah, like a couple of the festivals, I'm doing like my full show where I'm bringing like four dancers and everything like that. So it's like, it's quite a lot to mentally process. Who else have I forgot about? Waitangiki Manuko, um, Music in the Parks, also in Tamaki. Yeah, I'm going to be busy. We just busy. We just bought these um these new like, circus light staffs from um some like this company in russia cool and we imported them and you can like upload your own patterns and images into the staffs like as you and you like them. spin them and it so, shows yeah. like a picture yeah so we're like oh. doing our, our contemporary like kapahaka stuff mm. like rako routines but with that it's so we've so like cool. yeah we've like uploaded you know core cool fi and other like um of my uh you know my symbols and stuff into them and uh, using them on stage, which is pretty exciting. That's because so cool. Oh, literally, cool. we're doing shit that no one else in the world is doing in live performance. So um, I'm excited for people to see that this year at the at the festies. They'll love that at home. Yeah, they'll yeah, love. They will. They'll eat that. <laughs> <up>. <laughs> okay, a bit too much for them, but that's that's all right. <laughs> Where can the listeners uh, find about more of those events that you have coming up on and new music from you? Uh, yeah, you can hit me up at, at Music by Day. That's my handle, um, at Music by Day on Instagram and TikTok. Uncle's on TikTok, looking like an uncle. Um, and Facebook and all that. You can just follow me on Spotify. Ray, uh, look for the Ray on Spotify that looks like this. Not the Ray that looks like the Korean, Mexican, or from Malawi, because there's also rays oh, from all of those yeah. places. And my yeah. Spotify for artists just got m- messed up, so a bunch of people got like the Malawi guys sent to oh, them in, yeah. their, in their Spotify rap. Oh. That Everyone would be the like, best collab single ever, though. Like, an Ray, feet, Ray, feet, Ray, And you're all feet, singing Ray. in your own languages, <laughs> yeah. and there's yeah. a sick beat. Like, that would actually be cool as... That would be sick. We should email all the other rays. All right, let's get <laughs> the universe for 2023. Ray, feet, Ray, Ray, and Ray. Coming I actually that's such a great marketing plan I, I really think you should get on that dude <laughs> that would be so good I'm, I just might that is the type of shit that I do so so before you get on out of here uh, it's Tuesday every Tuesday we add new music to the Tahi list on Spotify as well as our website streaming 24-7 uh, nice little plug there um, but uh Want to hear your takes on the new music maybe we can run through it so uh, right. up here on the screen we have our local ads this week and I can read through those local ads for you now. <laughs> My uh, Sean Sway. Yeah, he did. Uh, Mishan did 60,000 Mishan. streams first Uncle, day. Uh, Uncle over here is mispronouncing <laughs> people's names. No, it's all right. When I first met him, I was like, where's the R? And he goes, it's, like, it's, my, it's my name. I was like, all right, bro. Mishan. <laughs> Mishan. How many streams? 60,000 day one. 
Yeah, because yeah, he did a, the speed up version went viral on TikTok. Oh, uh, TikTok too. Oh, speed up version on TikTok. Okay, yeah. that old thing. Yeah, so he released like both the, the original version and the speed up version. Smart. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah it was but really smart. This is, the, this is the type of stuff that I need to be yeah, doing. Yeah, like, like, okay. I mean, he's 21. Okay. He's like in that generation that yeah, understand yeah. how social media works. And it, yeah, it paid off for him, man. 60,000 yeah, streams in a day. Yeah, cool. I'll go check that out. Sounds dope. Uh, Jess B, hold me down. Shout out, Jess. This is a tune. Um, yeah, I love, love to hear Jess working with a bit more melody now. She's um, yeah. got some dope melodies and stuff like that. Hold me down's a tune. So good to hear good new music coming from the sis. Next up, we got. How, how, am I going through this all right? No, 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 you're doing great. You're killing it. You're killing it. And this cat is two on, or is it only three? Oh, it's fine. It doesn't matter. Dillustrate Tikitane Kotato Teahi. We are the flame, or we are the fire. I haven't actually heard this tune yet. Oh, yeah, I think it came out... I think it actually came out, like, a week or two ago. Yeah, man. Um, but, oh, I love Tiki and Dilla. Yeah. They're great. Bro. Exactly. That's a that's a bit of a... That's a, that's a big link up. Yeah, that's dude, yeah. Link I would suss that on my way home. <laughs> I did check this one yesterday. 0800, all you need. Like, every song I hear from 0800, I like. Quite yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, they're doing some good things. Shout out to those boys. Huge anthems. Anthems. That's what they do. Next up, we got Muroki and Benny with Love Cocoon. Love Cocoon. I feel like I'm saying Cocoon funny. Cocoon. I, do you know how many times I made sure cocoon. I was spelling that right? I was like, is that how you spell Cocoon? I was like, really? <laughs> I no K some... in there? Yeah. Oh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Muroki and Benny. Sorry. Muroki. I actually got taught on how to say Muroki for um, some of my radio mahi, so I hope I'm saying that right. You yeah, no, yeah, I, no, I met him, it. and I, had been, I hadn't ever like heard his name said out loud a few years ago, yeah. and he came in, and I was like, bro, you just got to tell me how to say it. Like, That's right. I'm going to embarrass both of us if you don't. Like, and he was like, it's Muroki. I was like, easy. That's right. <laughs> easy, That's yeah, right. it's Muroki. <laughs> well done. You've practiced. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we got Josh Mack with Typical Guy. It's a good title. It's a good song title. Yeah, uh, I think the f- uh, latest single off of the his latest EP. Yeah, um, that dropped on Friday. It's a yeah, it's pretty decent. Shout Look out to you, Josh eh? Mack. Off the dome, he's got the got the press releases off the dome. <laughs> and, and here, uh, and last but not least, we've got some guy that likes to dress colorfully and make dumb uncle jokes. Is Ray with Tioi, which means to sway, and it's the song of the summer. Evie said it. She said a, it first. Yeah, a stamp of approval. Award-winning stamp of approval. <laughs> oh, my God. I get to actually say that sort of shit yeah. now. <laughs> like, what do you mean? You got this? I got an award, so if I say something, it's real. I'm award like, winning it's the song Eddie. of the summer. That's right. And then you can put that in, like, you know, in, like, movies, got a quote with the five stars. Mm. You can put that on there. Eddie, but, like, award-winning, award-winning podcast, podcast host. host. Eddie, Eddie mm. That's right. It's pretty cool. That's you. You're welcome. Flex. Flex. <laughs> Also, as we get into December, we're adding uh, some Christmas music. Um, we just added the one because we feel like it's still early December, but we're going right. to ramp things up as we get closer yep. to Christmas Day. Uh, this week, uh, this is the one single we released, Imtongi, Melikaliki Maka. But next week, we're going to be adding maybe two or three. Yo. I'd love to get a, a, a recommendation for you. Melikaliki Maka. Yeah, boom. Oof. I think it's actually a, a traditionally a Hawaiian record. Yo, that sounds yeah. like a vibe. i got to go suss that. What a title, too. Midi Kirihi Mete is that in Maori, and that is, you reckon that's a uh, Hawaiian version of Melikaliki Maka? Yeah, Probably. I think so. I think that's Haba, the, Hawaiian. The, the, the Hawaiian. Um, Main? Yeah, yeah. But well, what, what's a Christmas song we could add? 
You know me. I love a, I love a self plug. I love a bit of self promo. I'm gonna go straight to my own song, my own Christmas song, Pohutsukawa. It's about kissing, making out underneath the Pohutsukawa tree. So far, no, this Christmas, I hope you get yourself a cheeky kihi underneath the Pohutsukawa tree. Hopefully not with the Fano member. Hopefully someone not related, <laughs> mm. if possible, preferred. Unless it's just on the cheek, that's fine. Well, auntie, auntie, just keep it to the cheek, please, auntie. Pohutsukawa out now. <laughs> The Bahutakawa in the mattress room, my G. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Running us through our new music, bro. All good. (laughs) (laughs) Do you? Would you mind if your dentist watched the podcast? Well, I barely know the guy because, (laughs) 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 so I wouldn't know. Uh, I found out recently I need some dental work done. Nice. And a shocking twist and I could have possibly seen Everyone coming. eventually needs it. Um, and, you know, it's New Zealand. It's not cheap. Oh. It's not cheap. Oh. And, uh, you know, need a couple bits, need to buy some things, need to get some stuff done, need to get the x-rays, da 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 got to do all of that. And uh, in order to pay for it, I've just had to do a bit of budgeting. Mm. So in order to pay for, well, okay, if I were to, I got rid of all my. I'll get rid of all my streaming services, including Funimation, which is going to be a whole thing. Um, and if I only eat uh, pasta with canned tomatoes, there's sauce, no cheese, um, and then also like walk most places. And if I could walk down the motorway back home one day a week, and then also um, basically like never go anywhere, and I did that for fourteen weeks. I could pay for half of the dentist that I need to pay. Nice. Pretty good. You're well on your way. Well on my way. Who, who, cost of living crisis? <laughs> budgeting crisis, you know what I mean? <sighs> we just need to be budgeting better. Yeah, I should You're well on your way. You're well on your way to budgeting better to afford the dentist. You know that's... what I should have done? Gone to dentist school. Should have just right. became a dentist. Right. Or, you know, you know what else would have helped? Uh, if you'd been going to the dentist before that's crazy okay so i googled i was a bit distraught and i googled how am i supposed to pay for the dentist question mark and it comes up there's a little article and it's like go regularly i'm like i don't want to um trauma dump in the comments or anything here but Mm. if i could afford to go regularly do you not think i would have done that Mm. do you not think that i'm aware of that Like, what do you want from me? Mm. Um, and it's always embarrassing when you go and you haven't been for ages and they tell you stuff you know. Like, they're like, oh, you need to come in more. And I'm like, I know. Yeah. I know this is your fault. You're, you're, <laughs> it's on you, not me. You're charging me $400 to see you and you're telling me I should come more, but Yeah, I know that's your business model. And then they're like, try a payment plan. I'm like, well, look, not me, but other people may have really terrible credit and that isn't an option for them. Some people forget to pay their phone bill a lot, and that has long-term effects. Yeah. The real, the real advice here is nothing to do with the dentist. The real advice <laughs> here is pay your phone bill. <laughs> just do that. It might help you with the dentist later on. But yeah, so I'm just going to give up everything in my life that mm-hmm. brings me any joy, um, and not eat and anything like that uh, for at least 14 weeks, and then hopefully, like maybe in the next year, I can get one one of the teeth sorted, mm. um, or. We try to pass me off as a 17-year-old. 
That Do you reckon it's doable? I regret not going to the dentist more now that I know that I had free dental care before I turned 18. Yeah. I, I should have been there on my, like, the day before my 18th birthday. I should just. I went like, on my 18th. <sighs> to be honest, when I was under 18, I did go a lot. Like, mm. I genuinely was up to date going to the dentist because, man... I, these, I got British parents. They're not all. They're not all great in there. My favorite memory of the dentist as a kid was we used to have a. It was like a van that yes. would come, and the lady would be like, "All right, we just got to do an X-ray," and she puts the thing in your mouth, and then she goes over to the button, and then she goes and gases it yeah, out of the yeah, yeah. Like I watched the lady in a lab coat. She like opens the van door. Hits the button and jumps down all four stairs of the caravan, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, "Why the fuck is she jumping out? Like, what's so bad?" That's I how like you know X-rays aren't good you for get, you, dude. You know, and you oh. got a bit of this, bit of this, yeah. And they're like, and you're like, "Are they good? Don't talk to me." Yeah, and they're just sticking like the taste of metal in your. Oh, when that mirror scrapes along the top of you, it's oh. Now, you oh, know what I, I actually it. hate I the most about the dentist? It. When they do the teeth cleaning with that rubber bit. I hate that. Oh, my God. And you got to pay for that. But, like, I got all my wisdom <sighs> teeth out, like, many, many time ago. Yeah. Took me years to pay off. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, took took years. And then also, when I did get my wisdom teeth taken out, I um, they give you the little anaesthetic or whatever, and I was mm. a little bit doozy. And they moved me, and I'm from Wellington, so I thought there was an earthquake. And I started freaking out, be like, earthquake! And, like, bleeding out the mouth. I'm like, earthquake! Like, I really thought we were all going to die. And then they all laughed at me. And I'm like, well, none of you got under the table, so whatever. And then I got really obsessed with Joe Jonas for, like, 24 hours while I was on the pain meds. Yeah, I got really into Joe Jonas. I don't don't even know how to explain it. Yeah. Shout-outs to Joe Jonas. Have you come full circle with your Joe Jonas reception? Oh, I'm I'm a bit disappointed in him this year, but, Uh, you know, the whole, you know. Yeah. You know, for those those that know, they know. If you know, you know. The ring cam footage, we don't need to get into that bullshit. All right, Joe? All right? I'm still going to go to the Jonas Brothers concert, though. I'm still going to go. Definitely. Definitely going to go. My sister's had a duvet with Joe Jonas, uh, with all Jonas Brothers on it. And they had a One Direction duvet. Yeah. Sorry, girls. I didn't mean to expose you like that. No, that's Uh, cool. Anyway, that is about all the time we have for today's show. Um, thank you so much for tuning on, and big shout out to our guests, Lara and Dalio. Ray. Ray. The Ouse. Uh, <laughs> very glad to have him on the show. Um, but yeah, any last any last words to the listeners before we come back on Thursday? Don't worry, we, this isn't um, the last show for the year. Not yet. Well, I got an award, which was cool. Still stoked about that. Okay. I want to bring that up at the end of the show here. Went to Others Way on Friday. Nice. Really cool. Uh, saw some some amazing, amazing, amazing local artists. Chai. I've never seen Chai perform live. Mm. Her and her band are incredible. Oh, yeah? Yeah, there's a whole saxophone solo in there. Oh. Kitar. It was amazing. Oh, like, I never. I don't know how I hadn't seen her live as well because I've like been around, you know, been mm. like into her for years. But, yeah, amazing. Saw Vera Allen, obviously. Of course. Ran into everyone I knew from high school at the Vera Allen show. Nice. Including the people in the band. It's like, hey, guys, <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it was great, though. What a fun festival. Like, K-Road. Local, easy to get to. Tony Stamp was there. Tony Stamp! Yeah, saw him, it was awesome. He was having a good time, I'm I sure think. he was. Yeah, he was killing it. He was actually by himself when I saw him. Oh, <laughs> oh. No, I saw him with friends later, but when I first saw him, I was like, Tony, 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 and I, oh, he liked Me and I were talking about how late this way it was going, and I think that was when I realised, like, I'm old, because I was like, I was like, oh. Oh, I left oh. at 11. Yeah. Yeah, right? Like, I was like, oh. No, I had a, Crate Day on Saturday. This sits on, oh, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. I was in a really bad mood yesterday, and I think we're really gathering the explanation. Yeah, now it's starting to. You were like, oh, I didn't sleep too well. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, I did not sleep (laughs) very well. Anyway, hey, thank you so much for tuning on in. As always, as we always say, till fast we four and. Car keys.